0: Squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on, on the, the air. air
1: on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, it's just a little weed. Little weed never hurt anybody, right? <clears throat> Elwick, Elwick Adams? He's DeMay, you know that, right? And uh, here he is, like a 14 year old Beavis and Butthead character, uh, smoking and joking at. Uh, at a press conference, that you can't take a gun even if you're a licensed gun owner at the Times Square. Listen to this. Cut 31, please. Does this remind you of Beavis and Butthead? You know, those two stoners from the 90s. Go ahead, cut 31.
2: One thing for sure one law that was passed is clearly being practiced right now because I smell some weed. Someone is
3: smoking. <laughs> Someone is smoking. <laughs> All right.
1: not funny when you smell weed when you walk around do you laugh or do you think there goes the city there goes the state there goes the country you know we're the only country the only advanced country that's encouraging pushing this stuff pushing it pushing it pushing it hey britney Griner is in jail right now you know that female basketball player Uh, she's locked up because she had a trace of marijuana in Russia. In China, they have absolutely no drug problem. They have uh, the death penalty to drug dealers. You ever notice that uh, China's on the rise and we're on the decline? Could it have something to do with uh, the weed that Eric finds so amusing? Yeah, I think it has everything to do with that. Everything we're consumed with as a country is taking us back. This, the transgender nonsense... Uh, up with criminals, down with police. I mean, we are just taking major, major, major steps backwards. Hey, did you see Joe Biden being interviewed by fake Jake Tapper? I mean, the fake Jake Tapper. Wow, that was uh, that was something. I mean, uh, it was an infomercial for Joe Biden, and Joe Biden even screwed that up. Let me know when you get some uh, some of those clips. I'm kind of curious. I uh, it happened last night during my show. One thing that was interesting: what uh, he he. He said, I've done so much. I've done so much. I I passed that inflation reduction thingamajig. Yeah, you've done so much. You ruined the country. You're ruining it. You're ruining it. Look across the board. This man is ruining us. From Afghanistan to crime to no border to what's happening in Ukraine to the persistent lying, lying all the time, to the overt corruption. He gets away with... uh, Oh, my son Hunter, you know, I'm so glad he's getting, uh, he's got his act together. We don't know if he has his act together, for one. And number two, that's really not our concern. It's the crazy multi-million dollar business front he was running for your family. And why did you have him do that? You got to hear Rudy Giuliani talk about that sometime. Rudy's like, you know, it's one thing to cash in on your family name. But do you have to use your drug dealer son who has all kinds of problems? This was the last guy in the world who should have been trusted with this kind of stuff. He just couldn't handle it. Ah, Poor guy. I actually do feel sorry for him. But, hey, enough with that. Did you see my show last night? I started by showing everybody this Tulsi Gabbard woman. I think this is an inflection point. Tulsi Gabbard, former Democrat. She quit the Democrat Party yesterday. Beautiful Hawaiian former congresswoman who ran for president. It did uh she she ran as a Democrat. She didn't get very far, but she annoyed the hell out of Kamala. That was funny. Um uh, Hey, how's how about my voice? Huh? It still uh still sounds little Roscoe ish, right? WKTU. This is Roscoe. Roscoe. Uh here's Tulsi Gabbard. These are radical words. They're beautiful words, but for a Democrat, this is radical. Cut one.
4: I love our country, our God-given rights of freedom, life, and liberty that are enshrined in our Constitution and Bill of Rights are what inspires me.
1: You know how that, like, is so refreshing and so nice to hear reverence for those words and not somebody complaining that they were a bunch of white men? (laughs) Cut two, please.
4: I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. It's now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti white racism, who actively work to undermine our God given freedoms enshrined in our Constitution, and who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police, who protect criminals at the expense of law abiding Americans who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war.
1: You know, she's like a, um, a different type of Trump. You know, Trump is not right. This is all common sense stuff. But since our society has become so warped and corrupt, it sounds like, oh my goodness gracious, finally, finally, and yeah, finally, Finally, the way she's saying it, who's saying it? She happens to be beautiful, by the way, and a war veteran. None, unlike uh, Pete Boot Edge Edge, she actually served in the real military. She's amazing, and again, a lot of the content to you and me will sound familiar, but it's the it's that it's coming from her. I think that's really important. Hey, we love Trump. And I do think and I said it last night, I said it on this show, not quite frankly, because it was my idea. Somebody called in. Was it Bob? Somebody from Long Island said, I think that could be a good running mate. Now, somebody called up right away and said, well, you know, she's uh, pro-choice. Still, I think she could be a great running mate. I'll get to that in a second. Actually, I think I'll get to it. Uh, Give me the next clip, please.
4: President Biden and Democratic Party elites ...have pushed us to the precipice of nuclear war, risking starting World War III and destroying the world as we know it. This is the most urgent and existential threat that we face. Now, I ran for president in 2020 because I knew that this is where we were headed. All the signs were there. I raised this issue every single day during the campaign... And on the national debate stage, for those of you who may have come to a town hall or who were watching, I'm sure you noticed. But the politicians and the media completely ignored it. They didn't care then, and they don't care now.
1: You know, I remember when she was running, she was talking about nuclear war a lot. And I'm like, why is she talking about that? I mean, I I didn't ignore her, by the way. It was at Newsmax, and we, we had her on. I interviewed her during the campaign. Uh, we had her. We hosted her at a debate. Uh, but why, why was she talking about nuclear war? She was just ahead of her time. You know, now Joe Biden's talking about Armageddon. Putin wants to blow up something with a nuclear weapon in, uh, overseas there. And she was right ahead of her time. Give me another.
4: His democratic party rejects the rule of law. What does that mean? The people's trust, our trust in the rule of law is the foundation of our democracy. And by weaponizing the security state and federal law enforcement for their own partisan political ambitions, Democrat leaders are undermining the rule of law and turning our democracy into a banana republic. Across the country, we see a lot of examples of this. We see Democrat politicians calling for defunding the police, demonizing the police, and enacting laws that favor criminals' rights over those of everyday Americans.
1: She is speaking so forthrightly uh, with such candor, very easy to understand. And you and I know all this stuff. We do. And Donald Trump's been talking about it, obviously. And he commands an immense audience and base. But I always said he needed somebody to reach out. Well, number one, I think he can reach out to the left. I think he could do it himself. But she might be able to do it better. She might be able to do it better with him as his running mate uh crazier things have happened, and am i in is it what what is it because she 's beautiful partly partly hey it's a big component of the game it is it just the optics the the superficial stuff it's a big part of it. you know Donald Trump would not be donald trump if he weren't if he were five nine it's a fact, just you know. It helps when you're tall. It helps when you're, and she has this magnetic quality. And there was something while she was talking, it was kind of hypnotic. Something really, really powerful. Now, here I believe she talks about abortion. Now, remember, she is pro-choice. But this just might be my favorite part. She's pro-choice, but she's reminding everybody you stick up for those you disagree with. Just because they disagree with you, you don't persecute them. Now, that's no newsflash to us, but it is to a good chunk of the Democrat Party right now. Go
4: ahead. Now, under the Obama administration, the IRS was used to target conservative groups. Now, Biden's Department of Justice recently indicted 11 pro-life activists for organizing an event, blockading an abortion clinic. That's what they were charged with. They didn't use physical force. They weren't dangerous. But seven of those... 11, they're facing 11 years in prison and fines of $250,000. I want to say that again. Seven of these pro life protesters are facing 11 years in prison and fines of $250,000.
1: This is magnificent. It's magnificent to hear so again pro choice. To come to our side and defend our right to protest. When's the last time you heard anything like this? This used to be the American way. It used to be. The American Civil Liberties Union. They'd bend over backwards defending people they found reprehensible. Because they had the right to say reprehensible things. Now, you say something that you mildly disagree with or just disagree with on policy. That's it. You're going to be canceled. You're going to to unleash the Justice Department. This woman is fantastic. She, Tulsi Gabbard. Remember the name? Hey, who could forget? Very unique. All right, wrapping
4: up. I think we got a couple more. Go ahead. President Biden campaigned on a message of unity, healing the partisan divide, bringing the country together. But he just gave a big speech, saying that supporters of President Trump are the most extremist group in our country and a threat to our democracy. half the country
1: yeah it really was (laughs) just and remember there was a there was an uproar about it you know on, on the right for about a day and a half maybe less and everybody moved on I loved it that she's going back at August late August early September good I mean that speech is still like it still stands it's still on the White House website and as if it were a legitimate speech, it was hard. It was hate speech. It was hate speech. And oh, by the way, I think it was illegal in that he was doing it in front of active duty Marines, having them stand there like uh, props really bad. You're not allowed to do that. It's actually against the law. All right. Give me another.
4: Now, you've got Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris. They are proclaiming that the Supreme Court is illegitimate just because they disagree with its rulings. They're undermining the legitimacy of the Supreme Court given their position of power and making these statements. We've got the Biden administration that stood by and did absolutely nothing as activists protested outside the homes of Supreme Court justices during all hours of the day and night in clear violation of federal law. Now go back and look again. How did the Biden administration treat those pro-life nonviolent protesters? And look at how they treated those who were protesting outside the homes, their families and children of the Supreme Court justices live.
1: I put it up last night. I put up I put up all those kids and adults just standing outside an abortion clinic. They were just standing there. And then the near riot in front of Judge Kavanaugh's house, which is specifically, specifically against the law. You can't do that. And they just allowed it to happen. All right. Wrapping up on religion, religion.
4: Fostering diversity of thought and freedom of expression is the very foundation of any flourishing democracy. Democratic Party leaders don't agree. They are led by fanatical ideologues who pose a threat to our democracy because they don't believe in freedom. They don't believe in freedom of speech. They don't believe in freedom of thought, freedom of religion. Because of that... They try to censor speech that they don't like, labeling it as, hey, this is misinformation. This is hate speech. This is violent speech. And they are working hand in glove with corporate for-profit media and big tech to smear and silence political opponents and anyone who dares to challenge their authority, their narrative, and therefore exposing their insecurities.
1: Oh, they are insecure. All right, she gets into faith in the, in the next block. It is fantastic. You may want to watch this thing. She has a new podcast out, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, I am very, very grateful, and I think this is a very significant moment in American history when somebody like that, of that caliber, of that thoughtfulness, bolts the Democrat Party for these reasons. It's good for Trump. It's good for us. And I think they go great together. Give me a moment. First. Greg Kelly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, you know and I know that Joe Biden really is not in charge. You know that, right? It's Barack Obama. It's uh, Susan Rice. And it's a guy named Ron Klain who are really running the show. Joe Biden is compromised. We know that. All right? We know that. And they know that. And they're in charge. Do you remember how everybody just folded at South Carolina back in 2020 and just kind of overnight Joe Biden became the nominee, even though he was getting his <laughs> he was getting his rear end beat by that bootage edge guy. Yeah, there are other people pulling the strings. And here's what some people I know, very smart people think that the signals are being sent to Joe Biden that it's time to pack it in. Now there's a big article in the New York Times about Joe Biden basically lying his face off everywhere he goes. Now they 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 kind of tone it down a little bit but this is devastating. This is a devastating story. And uh, and they say, oh, Trump, you know, they, they give themselves cover by blaming everything on Trump. Trump was the real liar, but Joe Biden is just a... You just exaggerate sometimes Uh, the read between the lines. This is a pretty significant story. Standing in front of Floridians who had lost everything during Hurricane Ian, President Biden on Wednesday recalled his own house being nearly destroyed 15 years ago. We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck and we lost an awful lot of it. Mr. Biden has mentioned the incident before, once saying that he knows what it's like having had a house burned down with my wife in it. In fact, news reports at the time called it a little more than a small fire that was contained in the kitchen and quoted the local Delaware fire chief as saying it was under control in 20 minutes. The story is not an isolated example of embellishment. The exaggerated biography that Mr. Biden tells includes having been a fierce civil rights activist who was repeatedly arrested. He wasn't. He has claimed to have been an award winning student who earned three degrees. He was not. And last week, speaking on the hurricane devastated island of Puerto Rico, he said he had been raised in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. All that stuff is nonsense. All right. Now, again, they are gentle in this story. But the fact that the story exists and that the New York Times is writing it. Time is up. Time is up, Joe Biden. They are telling you they are giving you the heave ho. And uh, you can write it down this time next year. Joe Biden is not president. Give me a moment. Your calls. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, You know. The best thing about having a sore throat, everybody asks how you doing, and they volunteer to get you things. Do you need anything? Do you want some tea? Everybody recommends tea. I always say yes, and uh, you'd be surprised. You know, people who are pretty gruff and tough and, you know, mind their own business, suddenly everybody's a nurse, and I love it. Thank you all. Thank you. Uh, The tea is, uh, boy, I feel like I'm drinking a soda. They jam it with the, the honey, and it's very, very good. Uh, is it medicinal? Does it help? I have, uh, doesn't hurt, right? Susan in Brooklyn, yes.
5: Okay, Greg, I told you one time about gargling with salt water. Yeah. Very, very therapeutic. You huh. need to do that, but I really called for a couple of reasons. Hmm. Um, you were talking about Tulsi, and I want to make some comments, but I also wanted to acknowledge um, uh, Bernard. Um, listening, I've listened to him for decades, and his qualities, um, you know, his resiliency. His he was very tenacious, um, and he fought for good. I mean, even that story Curtis just told, how Curtis was down on the ground and practically ready to get sliced up um, during the pandemic when he was in P- uh, Penn Station, and Bernie, you know, was coming in from Long Island, and Sid too. I mean that that was like so heroic. Those two got us through a lot um yeah so just that um
1: hey wait a you know, second wait a second wait a second what kind of yeah. trouble was curtis in he was sliced up what happened
5: no oh he just told us right before your program what happened that um because all right well so curtis with the guardian angels you know during like the tw- march 2020 when the pandemic all was- right
1: but he wasn't shot in this story right
5: no, but he was Thank pushed you. down by a homeless guy. I know Curtis. Curtis is always
1: on the cutting edge of everything. He's uh <laughs> the tip Bernie of the sword. Well, he appeared. I know Bernie's he's like moment. Superman. We love Bernie. We miss him forever. Yeah. And it's another right. reminder: don't procrastinate. I don't procrastinate. I'll I'll talk to you about that later, Susan. Uh, so yeah. what else is going on?
5: Okay. Also, I want to um, say that you um, inspired me even up uh, to. Like I, I'm up here now in you know Finger Lakes and uh-huh. um and I I got said okay I got to do something for Lee Zeldin oh. and I got in touch with the uh, Republican women here and I now have door hangers and signs and I'm getting involved and I'm going to be handing out literature for him and going to meetings. Very good. And also for Joe Pinion. All
1: right, don't forget um, and, to hand uh, out I mean, some. Don't forget to hand out a couple of bucks too.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. All right. I got. I'm sending a ten check. All right, for $10. Susan, I feel
1: totally updated. Uh, thank you on everything you're up to. Good. Now tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me what. Let's get to the business at hand. What's up?
5: Okay, Tulsi, I think that um, I welcome her with open arms, and the idea that she's, you know, pro-choice. But there's a big difference between pro-choice and pro-abortion. Ding, 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 absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And we don't know where she stands. Well, I I know
1: this. she's not pro-abortion. And also, she's not pro-abortion. Very few people are. Well, plenty of Democrats are. She's not pro-abortion. I know that. And also this, you know, the Dobbs decision said that that thing goes back to the states. It goes to the states. All right. I'm so, look, I'm friends with some people who are pro-choice. I am. Uh, we have differences, whatever. Uh, I have differences with her. No one's going to agree with you completely on everything. You know, well, who would you prefer, Tulsi Gabbard or Mike Pence? Seriously, think about that for a moment. Huh?
6: That's, that's
5: not a good choice. That's well, not, it's not... a choice.
1: It's something to think about. No.
5: No, it 's no, something to think to of they listen i don 't want i look
1: i am i don 't have a litmus test anymore i don 't i don 't we won roe v wade it 's now up to the states the thing that i 'm pushing her for right now is vice president. It has nothing to do with the uh, abo- the abortion issue as far as i 'm concerned at the federal level has been resolved all right it 's done so um i don 't know keep it i i i, do, I know you got to learn more you become an expert on this stuff most people don 't you know they look at a commercial or two and then they make their decision. Uh, but I like her a lot, and I think uh, there's a lot of uh, potential here. Don't you? Come on. Bottom line, right?
5: It, absolutely, but I'm not for VP. I'm sorry. That's just too big of a leap. Maybe defense secretary, maybe something else, because she's – let's see. She I, listen, with listen, I listen. She's going to Listen, listen,
1: with. listen. You don't know what party I'm affiliated with, all right? The answer is no party, by the way. And right now I know that she's not affiliated with a party, I don't. I think that she could help Trump get elected, and you can't. He, he, she can't help him get elected if she's got to wait until after the election to become Secretary of Defense or something like that. Who's the Secretary of Defense right now? By the way, Susan.
5: Uh, what's that? Blink, Blink Blinken, or no. whatever his name is. No, wait. No? Did I say
1: state? I meant defense. Who's defense?
5: Uh, nobody knows
1: the cabinet. Nobody cares. All right, nobody cares. We got it. She can help, I believe, as the vice presidential nominee. We'll see. Uh, we got a ways to go. We got the midterms in less than a month. Susan, thank you for following my advice.
5: Not in a party. She has to, have to, she has to have a party to get on the ballot, sweetie.
1: Excuse me, Susan. <laughs> Actually, uh, she doesn't. There's a there's a mechanism where you can get on the ballot through signatures. This is something that Bloomberg uh, thought about back in 2012, I think. He was going to – you could actually – and other candidates have done this. I believe – was it Ross Perot? Somebody. It it varies from state to state, but you can get on each state's ballot if you come up with enough signatures. So you actually don't have to be uh, a member of uh, a political party. And um, so uh, anyway, stay tuned. Greg in New Jersey. Greg, 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 how are you?
0: Doing fine, sir. Well. Uh Biden and the comment the raw comment that he makes that he's accomplished more than any other president is absolutely true. But it's all negative.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. He's blown everything up. You're right. The most accomplished exactly. he's destroyed everything, yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: Speaking and of it's which, I think he's not gonna get any better. It's not gonna get any better. Uh Pardon me. Here's a little bit from that interview. Uh, not good for either one, for Joe Biden or uh, fake Jake Tapper, 37.
7: What's your message to Democrats who like you, who like what you've done, but are concerned about your age and the demands of the job?
3: Well, they're concerned about whether or not I get anything done. Look what I've gotten done. Name me a president in recent history that's gotten as much done as I have in the first two years. Not a
1: joke. Not a joke. I may not
3: like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done. And so I just it's its a matter of can you do the job?
1: All right. You're right. You're right, Greg. Uh, nobody has gotten so many negative things destructive to the country done as Joe Biden. And oh, by the way, what he's doing when he says that he's counting on your lack of historical knowledge uh, to uh, counteract him. And uh, by the way, lots of presidents have gotten a lot more done, uh, including Trump, by the way. Then Joe Biden, Greg, thank you. Wait, what one other thing? Oh, here's something that really bothered me uh, when he says he, he he says there won't be a recession. And then he says, well, there might be a little one. Uh, cut 36.
7: Should the American people prepare for a recession?
1: No. Look,
3: they've been saying this now how every every six months they say this every six months. They look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't been there has there is no there's no guarantee that they're going to. be. I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. That is, we'll move down slightly.
1: See how he's all over this. He's covering all of his bases. And the question was, you know, should Americans be prepared for a recession? Hey, what do you do to get ready for a recession? Do you know? I let me Google it. What are some things? Do you do you save money? Do you spend? My, I don't know. There's probably a little checklist. What do you do? And he said, the first thing, no, no. See how quickly you, quick he was? One more, 36. See how quick he is to respond? Got 36.
7: Should the American people prepare for a recession?
1: No. Look, S-
3: they've
7: been saying this S- now. Stop. No. Right? He just
1: must answer dishonestly, but quickly and decisively. And then hem and haw and hem and haw. Bad guy. Bad guy. And now, you know, Saudi Arabia... Is very important to us. I'm not a big fan of Saudi Arabia. They still cut people's heads off for for, uh, stealing and things like that, but it's a very vital chunk of the world. They like us. We get along. We've got a lot of military hardware there. We've uh, used their country as a base of operations to eject Iraq from Kuwait. We need them. And because Joe is such a buffoon... We're now about to lose one of our key strategic allies in the world. That's what they're talking about now, withdrawing all of our military aid because Joe can't hack it. Really, you know, because Joe turned off the spigot here. We have no oil of our own. We have to go over there to beg them. They say no. And now we're going to take retribution. This is all due to his incompetence. Don't forget that. One other thing, uh, Fetterman. He's the guy in Pennsylvania running against Oz. I don't think he has a prayer. Oz is on fire, sharp as hell. But uh, Fetterman, it's amazing. During an interview, who does – I never heard of this. You do an interview and the, the questions and everything is in the teleprompter. Cut 38, please.
0: The Eagles are so much better
2: than the Eagles.
0: At first, I just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic.
2: and and uh, it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything, and make sure you take advantage of this amazing opportunity to the only thing you have stand to lose is your
3: record. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income? A path to a safe place for them to win. And I can champion the Union way of life in Jersey, excuse me, in D.C. If you come out and step with us, we will be able to stand with you in D.C.
1: Uh, yeah. Pennsylvania, you've got a problem. Now, don't, don't embarrass yourself yourselves by electing this guy. No way. Sorry. All right, that was a that was a greatest hits version. But last night, he's on the nightly news. And all of the, the reporters asking him questions. And those questions are immediately transcribed into a teleprompter so we can read them. Uh, you know, being a senator is not exactly a heavy lift job. It's a pain in the neck. You got to run all around. You got to raise money. But intellectually, I don't know, you vote, you listen, you speak, you listen. Uh, and he can't do that. Sorry. That's a problem. That's a real problem. Phil in Staten Island. Yes, sir.
0: Hey, Greg. How you doing?
1: Fine, fine.
0: Uh, I watch your show every night. It's fantastic, actually. Thank you. Um, what I wanted to talk about was the rise in anti-Semitism and mm. how Fox News edited out all those anti-Semitic comments Kanye West did. Yeah. Yeah, I w- I was hoping that somebody on Newsmax would actually talk about it in one of their segments. You know, I see it scrolling all day long, but it's really important. I was a victim of anti-Semitism when I was a kid a long time ago, but it's getting rampant throughout the world, and it's it should be uh, you know talked about, especially with Fox News promoting this crap and editing it out. It's ridiculous.
1: So, Kanye West, I saw the interview with Tucker. He said a lot of uh, interesting things. Some of them I agreed with. Some of them I didn't understand. All right, right. and then I'm like, okay, Kanye. Wow, he seems kind of cool, if not, if a bit mixed up. And then over the weekend, he tweeted that hellacious, ugly. I mean, it, he's going to go to war with Jews. It's insane. He was. This is one of the few times I agree. Twitter had a <laughs> Twitter had every right to kick him off the platform, and he was. And now he's losing all kinds of deals. It seems to me like he's a raging anti-Semite. He's also a bit of a raging lunatic, and he needs help. Now, having said all that, I heard that he said some stuff during the Tucker interview. I have not personally seen what he said, the stuff that was edited out. I haven't seen it. I haven't. I heard that and that he might have said, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen evidence. Hey, I'm going to also tell you this. I happen to like Tucker Carlson a lot. I consider him a friend. I mean, we're not bud-buds, but we keep in touch from time to time.
4: Right. And I'm
1: just going to be – I would be reluctant to call him out if he made a mistake. I'm going to just lay the cards on the table right right now. Okay. I just – its it, and th- this happens a lot. And quite frankly, it's rare for somebody like me to just say – there are certain people that I'm not going to give a hard time. There are very few, by the way, okay? I have very few friends in media, and, and that is such an advantage. I have very few personal friends in politics as well. Right. And I, I don't want to know these people. I want to keep them at a distance. I want to keep them at an arm's length. So, you know, if they do right. something crazy, I can – I won't feel, you know – if if I have lunch with you at some point, you know what I mean? I feel like, "Oh gosh, this is a good person." I can't, you know, I'm I'm sure they meant well. I I, I don't know. I it, it 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 messes with my head. So let me just ask you Phil real quick. Do you know for a fact that he said anti-semitic stuff in the Tucker interview and it was deleted? I mean, did did anybody see it? Has it been posted? Are you
0: No, I have not. And that's why I'm calling because I figured But you guys, you have a lot better research people than I can do on my own, that's for sure. Well,
1: you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I mean, these things, I mean, and also, also, uh, look, I mean, it's on the cutting room floor of uh, Fox News. Fox ain't going to give it to us, you know. And and I'm just going to be totally honest as well. If I'm interviewing somebody who is doing me a favor, Kanye did not need Tucker Carlson. All right?
0: Oh, that's that's true.
1: So yep. Tucker goes knocking on Kanye's door. Right. If that happened. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that, and it's edited. You edit things for a reason. You know what I mean? Hey, can you take that out? Oh, boy, I sounded like a jerk. I do this all the time. Uh, not on the radio show, but in other forums, formats. You know what I mean? If I invite you on my podcast and I press play and record and you make a mistake, I'm not going to say, sorry, it's coming. You know what I mean? i People say stupid things. Although, Kanye, let's face it. Hey, did you say you were the victim of anti-Semitism yourself?
0: Yes, I was when I was a kid. What happened? Well, in the town that I grew up in, uh, there was big anti-Semitic stuff going on. With uh, like, I had an Italian friend who him and me were very close, but the other people were against Italians as well. Don't get me wrong. But the Jewish stuff... Prejudice against that, Italians? Yes, I swear to God. And... The Jewish stuff was even with a German biology teacher.
1: All right, I got to go, Phil.
0: Okay, listen, I understand. What? But, Greg, you're doing a great job, and I watch your show every night.
1: Thank you, sir. Hey, be like Phil. Phil's on. We're doing something amazing at 10 o'clock on Newsmax. Phil, thank you. I'll be right back. Greg
0: Kelly, entertaining and informative
1: on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, remember when we, uh, was it last week? We sent that spaceship up to the asteroid. It got a really good picture of it before crashing into it. Well, it worked. The point was, crashing into that asteroid, they wanted to see if it could deflect its path. Let's say it wasn't on its way to Earth, but let's say an asteroid was on its way to Earth. If we could send a a, a spaceship, a little kind of probe into it and knock it off its trajectory, well, it wouldn't hit Earth. And we have that capability now, it looks like. Very, very interesting. Phew! All right. Looks like we're going to be on this planet for a long time to come. By the way, how old is the planet Earth? Um, Four billion years old. Four billion. And how long have... uh, People been around something like uh, ten thousand years. Ten thousand. Imagine that. Imagine you got a guy on the street with ten thousand dollars, makes ten thousand dollars a year, and you got Bloomberg making you know four billion a year. That's a huge gap, right? Isn't that kind of a we just got here. People just started poking around. Hey, by the way, do you remember the horses that were um, uh, the border patrol guys were on, and the pictures looked like they were whipping the. The Haitian immigrants, now they weren't. If you had spent more than two seconds evaluating the picture, you could see that. There was nothing wrong. Border patrol, they were doing what they're supposed to do, patrol the border. It was, uh, and they weren't trying to rein them in. They were trying to keep them out. Anyway, everybody lose, lost their mind in the fake news and in the Biden administration. Joe Biden said, uh, you know, the heads are going to roll. Uh, Kamala Harris said, uh, this is the worst thing she ever saw. And uh, Mayorkas, that weirdo DHS secretary, said the same thing. Well, it turns out Mayorkas received, we believe, emails three hours before he said that uh, this is the worst thing ever, telling him, informing him specifically that the photographer saw no abuse of anyone, that numerous witnesses said that the the Border Patrol horsemen did not whip any person. They were just riding the horse, okay? That's not You know know what they're trying to do? They're trying to get these uh, Border Patrol horsemen in trouble for foul language. They can't get them on whipping anybody because they didn't whip anybody. So let's see if they can get in trouble for foul language. Uh, That is uh, some... Oh, also, I saw... Oh, shoot, there's the music. All right, I got to get it together. I'll I'll play it later. Um, Some kid with a BLM sign, a Black Lives Matter sign, goes to Arkansas, Bentonville, Arkansas, and stands there and watches what happens. And yeah, people roll up, they say nasty things, they tell them to go home, that kind of thing, a little bit of profanity, but nobody hurt the guy. You try wearing a Black Lives Matter hat in downtown San Francisco or downtown L.A., don't do it. You'll be dead. You'll be dead in minutes. I'll be back.
0: Greg Kelly on the Red
1: Apple Podcast Network. You heard about what's going on in Los Angeles, Uh, Los Angeles City Council. Somebody caught on tape saying all kinds of horrible, racist things. At least some of them were horrible and racist. Others were kind of offensive, kind of obnoxious, but not racist. But some were racist, I guess. I haven't heard them all. Uh, One thing, though, apparently there is this councilman who adopted a black child and uh, brings the black child everywhere. The, the councilman's white and has a black child. And then this person muttered or said that the councilman is using the black child as an accessory, as an accessory. And I looked and I, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. He's getting sworn in. He's got the kid right there in his hands, uh, just everywhere. The kid is everywhere. And there was something a little bit, uh, accessorized about the entire arrangement. I mean, now, where could he have gotten an idea like that? I mean, uh, well, Bill de Blasio changed the political landscape. You know, he was in eighth place running for mayor back in, when was that, 2013, I guess? Yeah, 2013. And the Dante ad, remember that? Who knew he had a black kid? But he did. And uh, Dante and that big afro and uh, the commercial was great. And uh, he goes from uh, zero to hero overnight. Uh, hero. Well, not hero. Gosh, he unleashed every- bloody socialist in charge of the city who hated the cops, hated the cops. Really, everything, everything was going so well in this town. You know what's interesting? He he ran a campaign against the NYPD, against Stop and Frisk. Do you know how popular the NYPD, the very year he's elected, the NYPD's approval rating is at 70%. 70%. But in this crazy, herky-jerky city, you don't need a majority of the people you just need a little thin slice of the nut jobs who vote in the primary <laughs> and we got to increase that number cuz it can't just be these activist nut jobs who vote who even knew it was election day the last day of school in june that's when eric that's how eric became the mayor all right they moved primary day to the last day of school and then they came up with this incredibly corrupt ranked-choice voting thing, which nobody can understand. Nobody can explain it to me. I, I And when you can't explain it to a person, it's too complicated. There's too many uh, – there's the ability to cheat, and I don't like that. You know, I'm looking – more and more people are still talking about this Joe Biden interview with Jake Tapper. I'm wondering what I would have asked. Number one, um, hmm. you know what I would have asked? You know, he demanded that prosecutor and Ukraine be fired, right, you know? And son of a bitch, he got fired. I told him I'm going to take my money and leave unless you fire that prosecutor. Remember, he's boasting about that here in this city at the Council on Foreign Relations in 2017 as an ex-vice president of the United States. He's saying, I went to Ukraine with a promise to give them a lot of money, over a billion dollars. But I said, you're not getting the billion dollars unless you fire your prosecutor. I would have sucked Joe in. I said, Joe, let's face it. There's so many there's so much corruption in the world, right? Oh, sure. So many countries, you know, and these in law enforcement in some of these third-world countries so corrupt, you know? Just so many. Joe, how many times did you demand that a country's chief prosecutor be fired? How many times did that happen? And the answer is you got to ask questions that you know the answer to once <coughs> excuse me one time ukraine where his son was making $80,000 a month working for that shady energy company burisma isn't that interesting i mean he'll tell you well the entire the entire interagency and the european union everybody was calling for his resignation wanted the ouster of the prosecutor well The whole inter. Do you think the interagency came up with that? Like they just got together and said, we got to get rid of this guy? The interagency is bending over backwards all the time to please their elected uh, masters. They want to please the regime in power, except when it comes to Trump. Then they try to trip him up and thwart his agenda. Didn't work, but that's what they tried to do. So uh, there's only one, and it was Ukraine. And isn't it, I mean, Joe, more than looks bad, it is bad. $80,000 a month to your son, and you choose that country to p- apply that kind of pressure? And the other thing I'd want to know is, tell me your impressions uh, when you met Tony Bobolinsky. What did you think of him? Tony, I mean, <laughs> and then the laptop. Let's talk about the laptop. I see all kinds of emails. for What, we can't talk about this stuff? Jake Tapper. Agrees to not talk about, well, I don't think he would bring it up anyway. What a pompous guy, by the way. I mean, he just looks pompous with those, I just everything about him. Uh, cut 32. We should,
3: and I am, uh, in the process when the, when the uh, uh, this House and Senate gets back, they're, they're going to have to, uh, there's going to be some consequences for what they've done with Russia.
7: What kind of consequences? Menendez says suspend all arms sales. Is that something you'd consider?
3: I'm not going to get into what I would consider and what I have in mind, but there will be there will be consequences. The midterm. But, would, but we should. We should. Would, but,
7: but we should. The midterm. But, would, but we should. The
1: record is skipping. <laughs> OK. Um, we blew up that relationship. Why or how Joe Biden turned off, totally dialed back domestic oil production to the point that we have to rely more on Saudi Arabia. We ask them for more oil. They say no. And now we're going to blow up this strategic alliance because of Joe Biden's silly environmental um, overtures to uh, private industry. This is all about money. All about money. Uh, one more thing. Let me see this thing about Hunter. Okay, cut 35.
7: Our reporting, CNN's reporting and the Washington Post reporting suggests the prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son, Hunter, uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase. Um, personally and politically, um, how do you react to that?
3: Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. This is a kid who got, uh, not a kid, he's a grown man, he got uh, hooked on, uh, like many families have had happened, hooked on drugs. Uh, he's overcome that. He's established a new life. He is, um, uh, I'm confident that he is, what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Um, and, uh, Wait a second. For I'm exa-
1: confident that he, what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Is that a long way of saying I'm hoping he tells the truth? I am, <laughs> I believe what he does is consistent with what actually happens. What a strange, strange setup. Very, very odd. Uh this is weird too. All right, here we go. This is Fetter- is this Fetterman? Uh Fetterman sits down with the reporter and uh the reporter tells us what this weirdo interview was like, cut forty one.
8: Uh, We had a monitor set up so that he could read my questions because he still has lingering auditory processing issues as a result of the stroke, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. Now, once he reads the question, he's able to understand. You'll hear he also still has some uh, problems, some challenges with speech. And I'll say, Katie, that just in some of the small talk prior to uh, the interview before the closed captioning was up and running, It did seem that uh, he had a hard time understanding our our conversations.
1: Well, for NBC to come out and say this, you know, it was really, really bad. They are bending over backwards to help Fetterman, but they can't deny it anymore. Uh, John Fetterman, the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. Very strange situation. You know, they did not have to go ahead with this. This happens. This is not unprecedented. The nominee uh, dies, gets sick. And what they often do is uh, give it to the wife. Give it to, uh, uh, who was that? Uh, who, who, where did that happen once before? McCaskill. Claire McCaskill. Wasn't she the wife of uh, somebody? Wife of another McCaskill? They gave it to her? Uh, it happens uh, throughout history. Um, uh, James Madison. I think Dolly Madison was running the country for a long time. I mean, uh, they did not have to go through with this Fetterman thing. Uh, And they have, and he does not want to release his, this is looking very, this is just helping Dr. Roz, in addition to all the out-of-control crime, and we don't want to say that's helping anybody, but we want people who are going to stop that, who don't like crime, who don't like criminals, who want to punish criminals. By the way, did you hear about what's going on in in Prospect Park? So, uh, a while back, a woman is walking her dog early in the morning, and some crazy man with a stick Attacks her and the dog. Hits the dog twice really hard in the stomach and right on the snout. Ooh, the snout. The snout is the cutest part of a dog. It's this great big dog, a golden retriever, I believe, right in the snout. She runs off in terror with the dog. They run home. The dog dies a week later from his injuries. She's understandably upset. Calls the police. puts signs up all over the park looking for this guy. And then they uh there's these community messaging boards like the neighborhood dot com or something like that. People start talking about this, yeah, we gotta find this guy, he's a bad guy, you know, harassing people. Well then a bunch of people get all, you know, ultra liberal and woke on them saying, You shouldn't call the police, you should call social services. We need restorative justice. We need to find out why this man was in the park with just a stick. He he needs to be helped. And all this stuff about, you know, we we can't have incarceration, we have to have rehabilitation. Hey, yeah, maybe in a thousand years. In the meantime, my dog just got hit in the head with a stick by a crazy man. Get him. Uh, The Times wrote this up. Big, big, big story. Um, And some of me, you know, it doesn't really matter in a way. I think that the folks, like the woman who owns the dog, she was just traumatized by people saying bad things about her online. You got to get used to that. I know it's a hard thing to do, but once you're used to it, oh, it is so, so liberating. It is so freeing. And it's part of the background. You almost like it. It almost, I don't know what it is, but you almost, I learned it quite frankly from Trump. Seeing what Trump went through and that, I mean, can't we go through one, one billionth of that? I think we can. I think we have to. Louise in Bergen County. Hello.
8: Greg. You're wonderful. You do a great job every day. But that's not what I called you for. I called you to tell you that um, I think that Tracy Gabber is good. I don't know her first name. I think Tulsi. it's a little tricky. Tulsi, Tulsi Gabber. She'd be a very, very good vice president candidate. And that lady that spoke, what credentials? K- Kamala Harris had no credentials, and she's a dope. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I think she'd be great, too. And I, I'm talking about her running with Trump. I think because the message is very very similar very similar and she'd be uh, she'd be fantastic it's really not about having a long resume anymore it's about what do you stand for right now let's hear one more thing from her I didn't get to the religion part Uh, cut nine cut nine from Tulsi Gabbard
4: the Democratic Party of today has forgotten that freedom of religion does not mean freedom from religion our government must respect every American's deeply personal relationship with God and our freedom to express that and practice that faith without fear of state-sponsored reprisal or punishment, censorship, or discrimination. Now, whether you believe in God or not isn't the point here. The point is that any political party that is trying to erase the presence of God from every facet of public life— and is hostile towards those who choose to worship God, cannot be trusted to protect our inalienable God-given rights enshrined in the Constitution, and therefore should not be in power.
1: Absolutely. You got Joe Biden and his administration, they're they're worried, they're afraid of running afoul of that dopey squad, Ilhan Omar, AOC and the rest. Louise, I think this could be very big.
8: But also commercial prior to the election just not not to a party just to say this is what these people have done and that's why I'm abandoning them they stink.
1: Well, she basically just did that. I mean, this thing is going viral, you know, it's been viewed 6.5 million times at least the last time I checked. Uh and uh I think she's uh you know, she's doing that. Uh, she's very much doing that. We got to get it out there. I've uh, have I tweeted it yet? I think I, I I I'll retweet it and I'm talking about it on the TV show, on the radio show. Uh, this is an inflection point. I think a lot of people are going to take notice. Louise, thank you. Hey, what do you do again? I what do you? We talked once before, right?
8: Yes, you always tell me I, I'm very anxious. Not anxious, but you know, very uh, intense. Quick. Yes, intense, intense, yes.
1: But dear, you sound less intense, intense today. today. What what, 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 do you what do? You do? You're do? you retired, I had, right? I
8: only hit on one tie, but no, I'm a domestic engineer. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. I'm I'm doing, domestic. All right, time sorry,
1: time sorry, sorry. All right, very good. Uh, Louise, thanks for calling, and uh, I'll be right back. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You
0: know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen-Newbridge Medical Center
1: is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and
3: substance
0: use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one
9: convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org.
1: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, so what happened in uh, Los Angeles? It was about a year ago. They're having some meeting behind closed doors and... I guess they're dividing up the entire county into new districts. And, uh, well, when politicians talk about that stuff, you know what they're talking about a lot? Race. You know, normal people uh, up until about 20 minutes ago didn't think or talk all that much about race. But for a long time, uh, politicians, oh, boy, they know exactly where the borders are. and They know how people vote. And they are very, very conscious of race. So I think things got a little bit ugly here. And uh, let, let me hear. We got somebody surreptitiously recorded the meeting, right? It was like nobody knew that they were being recorded. And this is, uh, what's her name anyway? Mendoza, Mendoza Martinez. Martinez, Hispanic woman. And she's the one who's accused of saying the worst stuff. Let's hear it. It's like
9: the oddest thing. Odd, it's like black and brown on this floor. And then there's this, this white guy with the little black kid who's misbehave. Este niño has no, he's, they're not doing. Wow, yeah, no, they're not doing, the kid is bouncing off the effing walls on the floor, practically tipping it over. There's nothing you can do to control him. changuito. And I'm just like, oh my God.
1: Uh, I don't want to say, I don't know. I didn't really hear it. I, 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 am I supposed to be shocked? Sounds like she's, she didn't say the F word. I heard her say effing. Um, she's complaining about somebody's kids' behavior, right? I think she said something in Spanish that wasn't nice. There was one Spanish phrase, but I, I don't know. Is she fired? yet? Yeah, Joe Biden said she should resign for this. I don't know. Uh, let me hear th- what comes next.
6: Well, all the, you know, folks, like, with that's going. He did call me. He wants to have breakfast with
9: me. Um, Where's taking him for? I haven't. I just said, hey, we need to talk. He will
6: supported him from the. All right,
9: don't worry, I got yourself. you. Um, uh, yeah. So will
1: start seeing him line up. With the black. Isaac was the first. Uh, what's the big deal? I, I I I'm I'm trying to listen. I'm 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 all into being offended. I'll be offended. I mean, I just don't I I can't make heads or tails out of really what the hell they're saying. Is this Kevin? What did you hear? What? I heard really uh, this. Per- I heard this person <laughs> say "F Gascon" because he's with the Blacks. Did you hear that just now? Yes. Uh, I did not hear that. Let me hear it one more time.
6: All the you know folks like with Gascon, he did call me. He wants to have breakfast with me. Um, where's
9: taking him so long?
6: I haven't. I just said, "Hey, we need to talk."
9: You supported him from the. All right, don't worry. I got, got you. Um. Uh, yeah. So you start seeing them line up. Black. Isaac
1: was the first. I didn't hear it. Still. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think I think she could just say, I, I didn't. Who knows? This is what's ending political careers now. I mean, and everybody's taping everything, including that little weasel fake cop Fanon. He's out with a book today and he recorded everybody. Surreptitiously. I'll be right back. Uh, Greg Kelly.
0: Entertaining and
1: informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. I don't know sometimes about America. Excuse me. About our culture. 95% of the time uh, what are people talking about? They're talking about somebody being offended about what somebody was talking about. Somebody talks, somebody gets offended. Then we talk about that. Then somebody else says something. It's a, it's uh, it's just an ongoing, never ending, uh, you know, cause and effect. Somebody says something, somebody's offended. Somebody says something, somebody's. And uh, what about a country that does stuff, that does big things, you know? I mean, just gigantic, humongous things. What's the last gigantic, humongous, awesome thing America did? Awesome thing America did. What is it? Uh, I got to go back to the moon. I got to go all the way back to the moon. I know Elon Musk is doing some fancy things with those rockets. But we were doing that stuff in 19... We were sending probes around the moon in the early 60s, mid-60s. We sent men around the moon for the first time in 1968. They walked in 1969. The Last time... They walked on the moon. It will be fifty years ago this December. Can you believe it? Fifty years ago this December, we haven't been that far. It's crazy. We have become so incestuous, so inward-looking. All the time, you know. I. It's interesting. Maybe I'll do this tonight. I've always wanted to do this. You show a picture of the Earth, and then you have all these me, 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 and these silly voices talking about silly things all the time. In the grand scheme of things, you see how meaningless so much of it is, how silly, how trivial. We need to do big things again. Big, 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 big things. I don't know what they are. It would be great. Going to Mars? I don't know. Curing cancer? Uh, what the hell? We just... I'm sorry. The cell phones, they don't do it for me anymore. How good can this camera be? You look at the cell phone from 2007 and the one today. It's the same. Yes, I know. The microprocessor is this, that, and the other thing. And I can store more photos or who cares... Let's do some stuff. Who can do things? I want to elect people who can do stuff. Hey, that's one of the reasons why Donald Trump does not fit in in the swamp. Compare Donald Trump to Joe Biden. What has Joe Biden ever, ever done? Zero. He just bloviates, talks and talks and lies and lies and talks and smiles and talks and smiles what do you have to show for it? Well, I got this piece of legislation passed. And blah, 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 blah. No, you haven't done a damn thing. You haven't done a thing. You know, I really respect engineers, architects, builders, scientists, uh, and people who move stuff, somebody who can operate a train, a plane, a truck, a big truck, skill, skill that you can see. That you don't have to explain to a five year old. A five year old can just look at it intuitively and understand it. And now, now it's all about what you say. And oh boy, if you say the wrong thing, even in private, some jerk is going to be running a taper. Is that the way we want to live? Everyone's going to be, you can be turned in in a microsecond if you say the wrong thing. Even if you're not recording, hell, they're listening. Apple, aren't they, isn't the phone always, aren't they always listening somehow, right? And they're col- collecting all that data. Data. How much advert- I mean these companies really make all their money from advertising. Anyway, can I go back to this uh, thing in Los Angeles? I didn't hear anything. That, I'm sorry, my ears don't hear what you guys are hearing. I hear a lot of echoes. I hear this one guy saying, well, Garcon asked me for breakfast, but I said no. That's the only thing I can make out in that tape. Well, Garcon asked me for breakfast, but I said no. All right, but I'm told that this is the, the most vile thing you can imagine. Now, let me hear the last of this, okay? We got one more? One more. Go ahead.
9: Yeah, let's go take I see a lot of little short, dark people. Yeah,
2: Puerto Oaxacan. Puerto Oaxacan Koreans. <laughs> Not even like Kevin, little one. I was like, no, I don't I'm know where they came from. I was like, I don't know
9: what vintage they came, how they got here, but <laughs>
6: And then they're so, wearing so, shoes. So, what else? So, one, that one.
1: Um I really couldn't make it out. I couldn't make it out. You know what I can make out? When Eric Adams gets up in front of a room and says, I kicked those crackers ass. Anybody remember that? I do. I kicked those crackers' ass. I was unbelievable. Alec. He did that in public. He did that while he knew a camera was looking right at him. Called white people crackers. Uh, I'm no social justice warrior, but I do think that's racist. I kicked those crackers' ass. All right. Really. I can be offended with the best of them. I want to hear it one more time. This is a... The New York Times li- leading with this, the, la- the the racism of the Los Angeles City Council. Take it from the top. I'm going to listen really hard, all right? I am ultra-sensitive now. I am very, very sensitive, and I'm very, very politically correct and woke. All right? So let me hear it.
0: Yeah,
2: that's
9: called kickdown. Yes. That's I see a lot of
2: little short, dark people. Yeah, Puerto Oaxacan. Puerto yeah. Oaxacan Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like
9: Kevin, little one. I was like, no, I don't I'm know people are from. I was like, I don't know what village they
2: came, how they got here, but
1: I don't know what the hell they said. I heard somebody laughing. <laughs> this can get you in trouble. This can get you canceled. All right, if this can get you canceled and I can't I can't make heads or tails out of it. I think it's debatable about what the hell they were saying. But if they can if this can get you canceled, there isn't one person alive who is not cancelable. Not one person alive who is not cancelable. Cancelable. Uh all right, I, I mean I, I I can't believe I'm missing what everybody else is saying they hear can I hear the very first one please the very first one this is the l a city council behind closed doors allegedly saying horrible racist things
9: it's like the oddest thing it's like black and brown on this float and then there's this this white guy with the little black kid who's misbehaved este niño has no he's they're not doing yeah no they're not doing. The kid is bouncing off the effing walls on the floor, practically tipping it over. There's nothing you can do to control him. By changuito. And I'm just like, oh, my God.
1: Uh, all right. The kid was misbehaving. Yes, he was. She was identifying the race of everybody involved. White guy, black kid. Is that is that racist? Are you not allowed to say that anymore? Now, was there something in Spanish that I did not understand? I'm trying to, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, not only uh, were they, somebody taping that, which is probably against the law. Remember Michael Fanon? My, my name is Michael Fanon. I was a Capitol Hill police officer on January 6th. And the indifference to my colleagues has been disgraceful. Remember that guy? Well, he came out with a book. Now, his story isn't all that, really, so he had to soup it up. So he goes around with a tape recorder meeting all these members of Congress saying, why didn't you give me and my colleagues a gold medal? You should have given me a gold medal. Imagine that a guy showing up with a gun to your office saying, I need a gold medal. You need to vote for me to get a gold medal. Why don't they laugh this guy out of society? Madeline in Bayport, hello. How
6: are you? Hi. I'm enjoying your Eric Adams um, impression. You're getting very good at it. I always liked the Michael Stanone one,
10: though.
6: (laughs) I wanted to uh, refer to what you said about Trump earlier. It was just sort of in response to, um, I guess you were talking about the story with the dog and how the dog died and the woman posted the story and she gets together. Yeah. I guess she got a lot of blowback. But um, what you said was very true. I've been saying this for a long time. People, I happen to like Trump, you know, but even the people who don't they're missing out on a very important aspect that they can learn from themselves and teach their kids. Because one of the great things about Donald Trump is that I think actually he is a little more sensitive than maybe he comes off. But he gets up and he fights anyway. And he doesn't let it get to him. And I believe, you know, tying into some of the other things you've spoken about with addiction and so forth, I think there's a lot of people who are addicted to substances, whether it's the you know, having to smoke marijuana every day now or alcohol or just sort of, you know, not being their true self has a lot to do with that. And we're all taught that in junior high, right? Don't care what other kids think. But of course you're going to care to an extent. Can't walk around, you know, naked with our hair not done. And, you know, we didn't brush our teeth because we don't care what anybody thinks. But too many people take it to such an extent. And I'm actually surprised that more people don't push back and speak out about some of these things that they know are wrong just because of fear. And a lot of these people have a long friend network and a job and family. So for people who are single like me, you know, I've moved different times. I don't have the same circle of friends all the time. It's harder. But I look at people and they've been living in the same community. they got the same friends. You can't be yourself in a situation like that. What do you expect your t- kids to learn? To just do what everybody else is doing and fit in, which we know how that's going.
1: Madeline, you're a very thoughtful woman. I appreciate your comments very much. And, you know, you say there's stuff to learn from Trump instead of being horrified by him like everybody else. Uh, what kind of work do you do?
6: Uh, you can be horrified and also learn something, which you know, yeah. it's true, right? I mean, we shouldn't always just learn things from people we admire. We can also learn, obviously they tell you you can learn what not to do, but everybody has good traits. So you can still say, hey, I don't like this this trait, and I'm going to emulate it. What do you do? I'm a uh, psychiatrist. No, I'm just kidding. I don't like to say what I do. All right, no
1: problem, no problem. (laughs) Madeline, I appreciate it very, very much. And uh, let's do one another. I want to talk to uh, Steve in Queens. Steve? You there, man? Steve!
10: You mean Felix?
1: Oh, geez. Anyway, go ahead. You're on the air.
10: Yeah, my name is Felix. And? And this is the first time I'm calling you.
1: Congratulations. You got a
10: good show. You got a good show. I listen to your show every day. Thank you. Well, oh, I'm calling you because... Um, I worked 14 years for school safety, Board of Education. Yeah. And I got assaulted on the job.
1: By a student or a teacher? Over
10: 22 years, and I'm still struggling with my workers' compensation case.
1: Hold on a second. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Wait, wait, let 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 me catch. Hold on, hold on. You were assaulted as a school safety officer 22 years ago? Yes, sir. Was it a what happened to you?
10: I was working in the cafeteria and I was checking out program cards almost fifteen seventeen students jumped me bomb rushed to the door, knocked me on the floor, stamped me. I'm very dangerous su- I sustained on the job. I had to retire and then in the same school that I got, I my coworker Adam, a year later, taking a student to the dean's office, got body slammed against the wall. All he right, went into a coma. All right, he ma- died in Wuhan hospital. Oh, jeez!
1: All right, wait, hold on a second. So you're on workers' compensation, and what's the problem?
10: No, they they stopped my they stopped my workers' compensation checks, and now and now mayor. I wrote a letter to Mayor Eric Adams, and he's denying me my workers' compensation claim. I I am retired.
1: All right, all right. Look, this is a little bit complicated. Uh, I I guess you're entitled to f- to it for the rest of your life, right? Yes, sir. All Come right. Home. Yeah. When I'm did
10: seventy-one years uh, old? Sh- I, I all don't right. feel too good.
1: Uh, when did they stop it? When did they stop the uh, the checks?
10: They um they stopped it. They stopped them around um uh, I don't remember right. but they All stopped right. Them all right, around, all right. Uh, all right.
1: All right, hold uh, uh,
6: like on. All
1: right, Steve, hold on a second. Let me think about this. Now, Eric Adams is no friend of mine. Uh but I do know some people who are friends with him and know their way around City Hall. Let's see, I, I, Steve, I can't make any promises whatsoever, Steve, but I assume you're calling because you want help, right? Felix, Felix. Felix, Felix, you want yeah. help, right?
10: Yes, I, I want help because...
1: All right, all right, yeah, because you want yeah, your yeah, money. I got it. I got it. Cool. All right, Felix, Uh, well, all right, easy with that. I mean, you, not me, I can say it. You, well, you can say whatever you want. I want to help you. I don't know if I can, but let's go ahead and put him on hold and get his information and see what the hell's going on here, Okay. All right, thank you, uh, Felix. And uh, ah, boy, I w- I uh, I wish I could help. I don't know if I can. Uh, what do we do? Alert the media. I'm the media. Uh, we got a congressman. Who's one of the con- who's a congressman we like who could make this happen? Peter King is no longer in office, unfortunately. Who's the other one? Carolyn Maloney. She's out of here soon. I don't. I. Oh, gosh, I do not want to call Jerry Nadler. But I'll do it for you, Felix. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, how about this? I was quoted in the fake news. Uh, the New York Times, I was talking about that article they did about uh, Joe Biden and his tall tales, and uh, they, they call him out on a lot of stuff he's been saying, which is false. Now they're very gentle, and they try to say that, oh, Donald Trump was uh, much worse much worse when it came to not telling the truth. That's not true, by the way, but uh, let's see. Uh, it says, like Mr. Biden, Mr. Reagan exaggerated his own actions, one saying that he had shot footage of Nazi concentration camps at the end of World War II. He never did. Mr. Biden's critics have seized on his falsehoods to depict him as either a purposeful liar or a forgetful old man. When you lie about big things, you'll lie about small things, said Greg Kelly, a host of the Conservative Network on the Conservative Network Newsmax this year. And always in a political sense, always in a way to try to get people to like him and exaggerating along the way. How about that? How about that? Who's 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 mentioned in this uh, in this paragraph here? Joe Biden, Greg Kelly and Ronald Reagan.
0: Not bad. Not bad.
1: Uh, yeah, how about that? The fake news. Less fake than usual. We appreciate that. All right. I got to get my act together. I got to go across the street. I got to get tonight's show ready. It's going to be a good one. Uh, oh, I think uh, Car- Carrie Lake from, uh, from uh, Arizona is going to be on. Total superstar. I think she's going to be the next governor. Let me do this fast, all right? Uh, make your point, and then we got to move on, okay? I got a bunch of people on hold. Viviana in Brooklyn, Yes.
6: God bless you, Greg. I'd like to report that Univision and Telemundo are not carrying Zeldin ads because they want to decide who the Latino should vote for. I say Univision, Telemundo, why are you doing this to the Hispanic community? And cease and desist. Telemundo, information out.
1: All right, Telemundo and Univision. I'm going to follow up, and I may do something on that tonight. Thank you very much. Dale in Babylon, hi.
0: Hey, Greg, you're the only one I didn't meet in the Columbus Day Parade. Uh, I met John Matitas, Jersey Joe. And uh, i like to thank you for succinctly putting out what Joe Biden is, smiling, liar, yelling. And I think about Hunter and I say, no wonder he got on drugs and everything because he's trying to deal with the pain of his father's personality and how he was treated. You know, he tried to change the reality. Yeah. He took drugs. Uh, uh, you know, we're close to God, both of us. And I'll give you a Dale Carnegie quote, because we talked about that before. Dale Carnegie said, there go I, but for the grace of God. So we kind of forgive them. You know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, if everything that happened to, you know, Hunter happened to me, you know, I'd be Hunter. Uh, Dale, thank you. Uh, Steve, the one in Florida. Steve in Florida. Yes, Steve
2: greg you know you're such a first-class person and obviously it comes from your parents you know what you're doing is when you replay that uh and you can't find anything it's the same thing that you and i both went through i called a couple of years ago about being falsely accused and we've both been through it and it just shows you the class and absolute principle that you have it doesn't matter if you're republican democrat are A, Z, Q, I don't know what it is anymore, but when you hear something like that and you hear somebody being falsely accused, you immediately give the benefit of the doubt, and that's what we used to do in this country. But I wanted to touch upon Gabby's uh, uh, conversion, if you will, but in 1988, I served General Alexander Haig for a number of years, and in 1988, we had... A cadre of both Republican and Democrats. I used to love Dick Gephardt, even Songus and Paul Simon, as liberal as they were. I used to be there with these people in all these presidential debates.
1: All right. And And what happened?
2: And the deal is not a bad word was said about anyone. They all compromised. They all were able to talk in a civil way like you do to your people.
1: Well... Uh, uh, Thanks, Steve. Sometimes it gets a little raucous, but that's okay, too. Al Haig, he ran for president in 1988. I remember that, Al Haig. Listen, uh, Steve, thank you. Robert, Steve, and Barbara, I'm sorry again. And Ramsey Mazda is the best. I'll be back tonight.